This is Amalia Eon Karras. Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Hi, it's Satya. I have Amalia here. Hello. How are you, Amalia? I'm feeling good. A bit hot. It's very humid here. <laughs> it's windy and cool up here with an ocean breeze. Nice. Yes. I, uh, I was actually hanging out today in Marin County uh, near the, the ocean at a friend's house. And the, I was fascinated that one of my friends, she's like a six foot tall Latvian woman, gorgeous, you know, perfect bone structure, giant blue eyes, blonde hair. And she was telling me about how she was walking in the grocery store and this girl was passing her in the grocery aisle and said something to her like, you're so fake. And, and and she said she said she went into sh- like a little shock, but she didn't she didn't say anything. Nobody knows what to say, right? When when that kind of thing happens, yeah, that's she just, shocking. Nobody knows what to say. So she she kept going down the aisle, and uh, and she she you know two aisles later, I kid you not, the girl is comes down the aisle again, says again to her again, says wow. says. Oh fake people like you're so fake something like that and she she just she literally she says she she just could not handle it she she had to say something at that point which I think I probably would have felt the same way I mean given a second chance <laughs> that hardly ever happens right you're mm-hmm. you get a In second case chance she, like thought of a good comeback right <laughs> right <laughs> right oh my goodness and this girl apparently this girl it was probably about 19 years old or something. And my friend, she's about 31. And so, you know, she, she said to her, uh, why would you say something like that? Why would you try to hurt me? Why would you try, you know, you don't even know me, you, you know? And oh, uh, she, she was able to ask her that? Yeah, yeah. Because I think she felt like this girl needed maybe to change because you can't go around That's grocery cold, stores yeah. just being no. mean like that. You can't be a mean, mean person. I mean, I guess you can, but you know, and, and, and she said, uh, and she said that she had a lot of makeup on and, um, and she was really dressed up and stuff. But besides that, I mean, she doesn't have anything fake, you know, she's just a natural, you know, one of those, Beauty. you know, yeah. She, she doesn't have plastic surgery or anything. No. Her lips. <laughs> right. And this girl, this girl who said Not something. that, that to, makes it okay. But right. <laughs> well, I guess this girl who said something to her had uh, like darker, darker hair, darker skin. And uh-huh. she said to her, um, girls like you, this is what she said to my friend, girls like you used to bully me in school. 
And yeah. And, and then she, so, so she started to even cry because she felt so bad about that story um, that the girl, the girl said that. And so my friend uh, just said, you know, please, like, you know, I was bullied too, but you know, I don't, I don't go around now just being mean to people who look like the people who bullied me, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, she, she was just so, she said she, she started to cry. And then the girl finally said to her, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean wow. to hurt you. And yeah. So the girl probably had a, you know, a, a total transformation. Maybe next time she runs across, you know, a tall, gorgeous, blue eyed uh, girl that she won't be so mean or passing on, you know, what happened to her, just passing on the the negative stuff. And, and maybe next time she'll, she'll think of, of my friend, she'll think of, you know, well, there was one that was really nice to me, you know, but it just made me, I, I just was tripping out on that whole thing because I, it's, it's so heartbreaking to me to, mm-hmm. to just know that people are still having, we're, we're still struggling so much with, with how people look, you know, or if something negative happened to us and they look like the person who, who did that thing to us. Well then, yeah. I mean, even in, you know, in psychology, they call it transference. You know, if you meet somebody who reminds you of somebody who you mm-hmm. had a bad experience with, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's so interesting for me to hear this because one of my big um, healing moments was with uh, inside of a workshop where um, we had this exercise, you know, I, I was doing landmark. I don't know if you know that it's this, this, you know, mm-hmm. huge, uh, worldwide self-development um, educational system, but they have this advanced course where you know, they, they, they lock 200 people in a room for like 12 hours for three days, 12 hours a day for three days. And they make you do this like deep work to heal your past and to heal your traumas. And so a lot of stuff comes up around, you know, being bullied or different wounds that are running your life so that you can put it in the past. And one of the exercises is they have like one row of people uh, go stand up in the front of the room. And mind you, there's like, 200 people in the room. So one row of like 50 mm-hmm. is standing in front of the room and they just say like, take in the audience. And, you know, you go looking around the audience and like scanning everyone. And you're supposed to look every single person, look at every single person mm-hmm. in the room. And I was like, Oh, I love this exercise. Like I love being present with people and nobody's as real as me. Like this is what I was thinking. I was so arrogant. <laughs> I was like 28 years old at the time. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so here I am in front and I'm like, ooh, I love this because I was such a like fierce um, person. It was like leadership training and I was a CEO of my company at the time and doing really well financially. So I, I was full of myself. And I was like, yeah, bring it on. Like, I can look anywhere. I can stare anyone down. I'm so tough. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at everyone in the room. And I had no problem with anyone in the room except one girl. There was one girl in the room that I couldn't look at. Every time my eyes met her, I would get averted. And I was like, oh, God, I don't like her at all. Didn't know why. No idea why. And Mm -hmm. then they ask asked one of the rows randomly to stand up and then come line up in front of the 50 people that are there and stand toe to toe 
with whoever ends up in front of you. Who do I get? That girl. Oh, goodness. Like, what are the freaking chances? No right? way. Yeah, I get this girl. <laughs> I already started shaking. My body started going into weird tremors. And I was like, what's happening? What's happening? And then I'm toe-to-toe with this girl. And I'm supposed to look in her big blue eyes. And <sighs> I can't. I can't oh. look at her. And um, I start crossing my arms. And the, the rules were you had to keep your hands at your side. You had to just breathe and just look them in the eye. That's it. But hmm. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it at all. Everybody else seemed to be able to do it. And the, the guy who was leading the whole group was standing like way in the back of the room. Okay, it's a lot of people in a room. Like of the 50 people, there's 100 people now standing in front of the room or something. Maybe it was uh-huh. like 25. No, it was probably like 25 and 25. But whatever, there's a huge chunk of us standing in the front of the room and the rest of the people are sitting down. And the guy is like yelling at me, telling me to uncross my arms. He's like completely <laughs> me out. He's like, come on, put your arms down, stare at her, stare at her. And the second I looked at her, my start, like my whole chest is shaking. And then I start bawling, crying. I can't look at her. Oh, wow. So embarrassing. Because at that time in my life, I never cried. Now I'm very used to it. But at that time, uh. I did not cry. I was so tough. I was in martial arts. I mean, I was a tough chick. And I, anyway, then he took a break and I ran to the bathroom and I'm crying in the bathroom. Like what just happened? Why Mm. is that girl? So I don't like her. And then she sees me in the bathroom, washing my face. Mm. Oh my God. Can I hug you? Thank you so much. You're the only real person in the room. Oh, wow. And she wants to hug me. And I'm like, don't touch me, bitch. Like, that's what was happening in my head. (sighs) And I just was frozen. I couldn't even speak to her. I literally, I think I would just stood there, washed my face with my mouth open. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, And then I I didn't even want to go back in the room. But of course, the exercise is not over. We come back in the room. I'm the last one in. And they lock the doors too. Like if you miss the timing, you're locked out or whatever. So um, I'm the last one in and the teacher's at the door and he grabs me and pulls me aside. He's like, what's going on with you? I was like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. He's like, what do you feel towards that girl? I'm like, she's fake. And he's like, Mm. oh, really? And I said, yeah. He's like, why? Who does she remind you of? I was like, "Um, my mom and my sister. Mm. And he's like, um, did you tell her that? I was like, no. And he goes, so then who's fake then? Oh, and he walks away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, he leaves me there. and I was just like, oh, my God, he just clowned me, you know, and I sit in the very back row. And I'm convulsing like I can't control myself at all. My, my legs are shaking off the ground. I'm going into like a Kundalini response like weird fear. And I, I was trying to control it. I was like pushing my legs down to the ground to try to stop them from shaking. Mm. And, um, there was like a woman who sat next to me who I had done a few like partnership things with who I really liked. She was this like sweet lady, old Mm -hmm. lady. And then he like, um, asked me to come. He's like, Oh, you know, uh, my name's Eon. So he's like, Eon has something to share with us. Eon, come to the front of the room. And I was like, wait, what? I'm not coming to the front of the room. Mm. No, no, no. So he, he makes me come up there and he's like, um, he asked that girl, I think her name was Mar- Marie, stand up. 
And he makes me stare at her in front of everyone. And again, total convulsions. And he's like, what do you think of her? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell her she's fake. Because she just told me I was real. Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> he made me say it. Uh, he's like, tell, tell me what you told. Tell us all what you told me at the door about her. And I was looking at him like, you asshole. I'm not going to do that. Like, that's going to hurt her so bad. Like, I don't. Right. And then, and then he made me say it. So I said it. And of course, she's like getting pissed standing there like, uh-huh. you know, and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. But he held it so well. Anyway, he goes, does she who does she remind you? Of? I was like, oh, my mom and my sister, because they're, you know, same color eyes, this blue mm-hmm. eyes. I don't have blue eyes. Anyway, then um, it turns out that woman's uh, mother was that old lady sitting next to me. He's like, oh, Marie, isn't your mom in the room? And then he, he makes her mom stand up and then she says, yeah, he says to her, um, what do you think about your mom? And she didn't like her mom and she had brought her to that conference to fix her. <sighs> so anyway, there was this whole weird mirroring going on between. Whoa. Yeah. I liked her mom. I thought her mom was like the sweetest. I wished her mom was my mom. Oh, wow. She, reminded me of my mom like she she disturbed me deeply and it was just this weird triangulation but it turned out it was mother's day and I didn't even know that because I had no contact with my mom at that time and uh Mm -hmm. and it was like mother's anyway the whole room there was not a dry eye in the room when he got done with us he had somehow pulled out all of the like shadow programs that were running between me and Marie and her mom Mm. it was really weird she didn't like me after I mean clearly like she felt that I had somehow uh you know uh, called her fake in front of all these people but I was also you know my mom and my sister were my biggest abusers so right. the blonde, blue-eyed thing uh, mm-hmm. really triggers me too. And it's interesting because when I was in high school, uh, I was really neat. Like I, I could imagine saying that. I, I didn't do that, but I thought like that when I was younger. So like wow. with your friend, it's like, <gasps> what this... <laughs> how we end up hating on each other when yeah. like our user has a certain look. I mean, it happens to black people all the time, right? A guy with a black man with a hoodie is a, a target. Everyone thinks they're going to steal from them. Right. Like across, you know, you hear that a lot. Um, or anyone with a, with a hoodie. <laughs> right. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Pulled over your head. Yeah. But you don't get the, the blonde blue eyed thing a lot, but for me, that's, I totally get the girl in the grocery store. Of course I would never say that, but um, anyway, I've come a long ways since then. That was like 98 or something, (laughs) (sighs) but it's been, uh, that's so beautiful that they were able to like heal it right then and there pretty much. Yeah. I really feel like they were able to like shift something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. And it was, it was a, quite a synchronicity too, because, uh, because we had a listener. I don't know if you listened to that. Um, did you hear that the listener was saying that they had a similar issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's Latina and she, she was saying she wanted to be blonde and blue eyed because she had brown hair and brown eyes and brown skin. And she thought like she grew up in the U.S. first generation, like wanting, thinking that she would only be accepted if she um, looked Caucasian or, or, or that she had this desire to be Caucasian, which to me was really ironic because I grew up wanting to be brown. See, that's, that's interesting to me. Tell me about that. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to either be black, but I definitely wanted curly hair and brown skin because I, I think I just inherently, since I'm very, very young, sort of hated white men. It's hard to say that out loud, but it's Mm -hmm. true. Like I really, they freaked me out. And, um, and not just the men, obviously the, the blonde women too, but I didn't know that about the women until that event, um, that I just talked about. But when I was younger, I, I never dated like all through high school and after, you know, my young adult life, I always dated brown skinned people or at least darker featured people or Mm -hmm. especially non-Americans. Like I, I didn't trust uh, American men. And I think it, it's because they were my perpetrators as a child in that born-again Christian cult I grew up in. Wow. Well, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Have I we talked even, a lot about that? Actually, on another note, I need to make a note for myself. I know, we should talk about that. But what was interesting is just like a month ago, there was this uh, French-Canadian guy here who was... Um, trying to like flirt with me and he said you're really guarded and you're you're very this and that he just he was like saying all this stuff to me and I said well probably because I don't like the way you're I'm I'm not used to speaking to like he he was light-skinned blonde-haired big Mm. white guy even though he's French Canadian he has a look of like a North American guy and I said I'm sorry I I have an inherent distrust for men that look like you. And I know it has nothing to do with you and you're not them, but I have a really hard time with your, the way you're talking to me and the, like your body language, everything about your aggressiveness. Um, I just, I, I don't know how to relax in your presence. So yeah, I guess you would see me as really guarded. And, you said um, that. Yeah, I said that to him. Good for you. And of course, then it was like a mission for him to get me to trust him. Mm. And he was like, I really want to like heal you of this. And I was like, well, that's sweet. Let's keep talking. So we had an amazing conversation. Um, Mm. I told him about the podcast and I was like, no, I'm trying to heal this. But like, honestly, you freak me out. And um, (laughs) I love it that you told him that. I know. And it was, it was kind of interesting. He was like, no, I think that you should just let me like, um, hold you and massage you. And like, you're gonna, 
just to like know that I'm a good guy. And I was like, you know, this guy is kind of a gentleman. Like he, he seemed to have good values. He was a, a fireman and a builder and, you know, like very masculine dude that I thought, you know, that, that's cool. He has like good. <laughs> Asking to massage you. <laughs> this one's got this one. This one's definitely got an agenda. Sorry. I had to chime in on that one. I forgot you were there in the background. To, like, sneak in. I'm just telling you as yeah, a guy, well, I've, I've tried well, all of that stuff that he's talking about and I had an agenda. Oh, you tried it before? Yeah, it's real easy to read like why girls don't trust you and then you earn their trust and yeah, yeah, he's got an agenda. Yeah. And then he's like, um, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't I, I'm not into just cuddling and all that. And he's anyway, then he like wanted to walk me home. Um we were mm. at like this event and I was like, Okay, I'll walk with you a little bit. Um we're kind of going the same direction. And then he's like, Oh, you know, can I take you out to dinner? And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go out to dinner with him. Um, I was like, if, if you take me to a proper like restaurant, like is he asking me on a date? Okay. You know, like I'm just going to hang out with him. But right. yeah, he, um, he tried, he like was massaging my shoulders and stuff. And he was obviously like getting all excited. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I'm going like, that didn't work. <laughs> You're not really proving a damn thing right now. So uh, I'm going home. Yeah. And then like two days later, he, which was the night he'd asked me on a date. He texts me at like eight o'clock and I was like, okay, I'm not, this guy is full of crap. You know, he texts me at 8 PM and he's like, so drinks on, um, he knows I don't drink alcohol. So he's like lemonade on my balcony. <laughs> and I was like, that's not dinner, dude. Sorry. Lame, lame, lame. So it didn't really help me uh, get over my initial guarded instincts with him. So hmm. I guess they were there for a reason. But hmm. next. Well, you know, <laughs> well, it, since I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about this feedback from this this listener and uh, I'm thinking about how the, the blue eyed thing was one thing that she had said, and then she was healing that. And she mentioned also something about like, this kind of turns the discussion a little bit, but she was talking about how, uh, what her feelings were about Trump in relation to a previous episode when you had, uh, expressed some of your feelings on this topic, you know, about white men and about president Trump. And, uh, and she she'd said that she had some kind of awakening um, the night that he was elected. Did you hear that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting because I also got that like tagged in feeling. I think that's what I was talking about um, in her reference. But yeah, she said she had a full on awakening during the inauguration. And um like it opened her voice and she felt that she was understanding like her specific role of being someone who has mixed blood. Like she has European descent, indigenous blood, as well as um, South American Latino mm -hmm. blood. And she was like finding this, this bridge within herself. And I, you know, that's a great topic for our next 
podcast because we are running out of time. We are? Mm-hmm. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a random sort of like um, loop-de-loop about blue eyes. That was. The eyes, the eyes are really, you know, we, we access soul memory through, through the eyes. Wow. Oh, we should talk about that. But, you know, and I think she was also, our listener had said that she was bullied by um, some people, blonde. right? That had yeah. blonde hair and blue eyes. But yeah. yet at the same time, she very desperately wanted to look like that. Yeah, uh, with the popular girls. Right. But OK, so let's let's go on to the. The next subject in the next episode, wrap us up, Amalia. <laughs> thank, thank y'all for listening um, you know where to find us lovesexagenda.com and on Instagram and on Facebook and on all of the podcast channels thank you so much for listening and please share with us your comments and any feedback or questions or stories that you have um, that might spur our discussion even deeper thank you thanks thank Joe. you thanks for hanging out with us if you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us you can find us at lovesexagenda.com that's lovesexagenda.com you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda Bargo Day